the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia from Boosted Same Game Parties to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne, the northeast of England. Uh, today is Sunday, January the 22nd. And we are here to have a look at the Premier League weekend, which has just concluded a couple of hours ago. And we've got some Premier League and EFL Cup semi-final games happening this week, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. So that is the plan tonight. And to help guide us through it, as always, from behind the ironing board, it's Mr Barry Penaluna. Barry, something. Good evening, Malcolm. Are you all right? I am, yeah. What was that little smirk for? You seem quite happy with yourself then. No, nothing. I'm just looking at my phone, reading reading uh, messages while you you gas on a bit, you know. What, well, who's messaging you? <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm you know doing 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 a bit of both, you know. I'm putting out the you know tweeting out the show, so so anyone wants to get involved, and then yeah, nothing there's nothing for you to worry about, mate. I don't know what's going on, Baz. We we we're, we're currently because it's Sunday night. You might know we have a we like an NFL bet, so we're live betting the overs in the Bengals and Bills game and the Bengals have been stuck we've been trying to start this recording for about 10 minutes but the Bengals are stuck on the fucking one inch line and can't drive this touchdown in and now they're replaying the play clock about a thousand times over um, so we decided to do start the show and now we're just talking amongst ourselves when we watch this show I'll wait for you I'll, I'll say stuff Baz I'm, if I'm they score to go, touchdown I'm, I'm good to go well uh, yeah if they score give us the uh, give us the signal so yeah, it's been a good weekend of uh, Premier League action. There was nine games. Uh, the tenth game is Monday night tomorrow, uh, so we can handicap on tonight. And then we've got the EFL finals to get to: uh, Southampton, Newcastle, and then Forest, Man United. Uh, those are on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, I'm operating the two jot system tonight, and it's absolutely mayhem because I did my review of the weekend's games at the back end of the old jotter, then filled it up. Then at the start handicapping in the front end of a new jotter. Um, and the uh, two jotters is getting to his buzz. Started with a bit of a mixed bag for me. Um, pretty much nothing doing. I think I was four and five, so juiced out a little bit. Um, some things went well, some things didn't. Buzz did a little bit better. And um, we've got a there's, a... there's a headline story, which we'll get to as well. Um when when we come to speak to, to Barry about a couple of the games. But we'll start with Saturday lunchtime. Is that the uh, touchdown signal gone up there, Bas? That was I, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there yeah. we go, right? We concentrate for a bit, points on the board. Um, Liverpool nil, Chelsea nil. Um, I backed Liverpool uh, to win. Um, never really looked like winning. In fact, nothing really happened this entire game. Um, there was a weird offside, which I, after like, 
after everything that happened last week with Manchester United, Man City, I bet the officials and the VAR people just wanted an easy weekend. Let's just have a controversy-free weekend. Within two and a half minutes of the weekend kicking off, there was this mad offside. And actually, I tweeted out, I ain't got a fucking clue what offside is. And then, as people, as you, I saw more stills, and I was watching on the dodgy fire stick, so I didn't see much of it. Um, but then it's just all more stills and we're checking the socials and stuff. I think it was just a really unusual one rather than a crap one because you just never ever see that. Like, so I can't even yeah, explain it. Was it. Right, it was the right, it was, call, yeah. But I, I, as somebody said on, I can't remember, I was on Twitter, some one of the pundits or whatever, it just said it, it's it, it's the right call, but it's just not what the offside rule was there to rule out, wasn't it? it Essentially, he was in front of the ball, despite the fact ninety percent of his body was, he was behind uh, the player. See, it's hard, <laughs> it to, hard to explain. It was probably the right decision, uh, but it was the right decision. Um, it just looked unusual at the time and, and looked a bit harsh. But that's what it was. The offside yeah, rule is, is the offside rules just written in a way that at the moment ruling out goals that should be given and given goals that shouldn't be given. But we are where we are. Yeah, I think if that goal had stood as well, Baz, we might have actually had a decent game because after that, like I say, bugger all happened, really. Um, Mudrick came on and looked quite good fun. He did had some quick feet and a bit of pace. Yeah, like and he, Mudrick, yeah. Yeah, his hair is awful. Absolutely yeah. proper. The sort of, it's a 1994 boy band. Like, not the front one either, like the end one, the furthest left boy band <laughs> one. Like, it's written. I mean, I've got some, had some dodgy hair. Uh, down the years, Baz. It's not something you have to worry about, is it? But um, yeah, that's remarkable. Like, um, you hit your um, shandy bet in this one, Baz. Yeah, I took Chelsea um, double chance. Yeah, uh, I fancied them to get something. Just not not sold on Liverpool at the moment. Uh, so Chelsea double chance come in. Took a, took Chelsea on the draw um, and, and paid off. So as, as much as you can call it a bit of a shandy bet, had I have been <laughs> a bowl there and took Chelsea, it would have been a losing bet. And as it is, it was a winner. So. Good I found a great gift that I was really pleased with. And it's you haven't even took the bait on it. I tweeted it out. And no one's commented on it. And that's probably been the saddest part of my weekend. It was like MC Hammer instead of Hammer time. He just said Shandy time with MC Hammer doing his little dance backwards and forwards. And I was really pleased with it. And fuck all reaction off anyone. So yeah, uh, yeah that disappointed me. <laughs> Bournemouth one, Nottingham Forest one. Um, I took both teams to score. No. Um, in hindsight, it was a fairly predictable draw. I didn't think Forrest, as much as we fancied him, it's hard to win um, three games in a row in this league, especially if you're not an elite team. Uh, Forrest left it late to equalise. I had both teams to score no, like I say, so went down. Um, Bournemouth will be kicking themselves if they didn't win. Um, Baz, um, I think you were okay to drive after this bet as well, weren't you? Yeah, draw no bet. Uh, so I did take Forrest. Uh, money back on the draw, so that was a push for me. Money yeah, back. Happy, happy enough for that, you know. Yes, yes, officer. I've had one shardy and, uh, and a half a lager in line. I'm as sober as a judge, sir. Uh, crack on, on your way. Um, Leicester 2, Brighton 2. This was a tick, really, for any It just seemed a bit too good to be true. This, the goals, I took the over two and a half. Um, any result was possible, really, at all times. Brighton with a better team, but I think Leicester got their noses in front. Um, this was pretty, uh, pretty easy. Brighton did equalise late doors and then uh, you fancied a similar thing but you came down on a different bet, Baz. You had the Brighton team total and managed to cash that quite late on which kept you alive. Yeah, I mean, it was frustrating. They had a blatant penalty 
not given. There was some really clear, like, open goal chances for Brighton as well. That they managed to somehow conspire to miss. So it was getting a little bit frustrating, uh, but did come in towards the end. So yeah, over over two point five goals for uh, sorry, over one point five Brighton team goals was uh, was the play, uh, and happy with that. As you say, it was what we thought it would be plenty of goals in Brighton yeah. games at the moment, um, and it all petered out that way. Um, as you say, Brighton probably should have came out winners in that game, but uh, anyway. Winners, that's um, all that matters. So, yeah, uh, Southampton, the last and Villa won. Um, this was probably, and I think between us actually, but our worst read of the weekend. Um, but I took both teams to score and lost. Um, I mean, Villa, Villa won this late on. Uh, Southampton did have two Vargos disallowed. Um, but I just thought this would be a bit more open than it was. Um, the silver lining I took out of this one was that uh, we play a little Survivor League and it was a really hard, hard slate Survivor League. Really, there was only one obvious pick, which was sort of Manchester City at minus 500. So I tried to be a little bit contrary and I took Aston Villa. And then I actually, at one point during the morning, Baz, I typed out the word Liverpool, deleted it before I sent it to you and then typed the word Villa and get that off. So, um, yeah, a bit of a contrarian play there. So th- that was really the only thing that stopped this being a disaster. Um, and you you fancied goals as well and never really yeah, looked like getting there, did it? No, not at all. Over 2.5 was my play. So, yeah, garbage that one. I did message, I messaged Terza with about 20 minutes left in this because this was the one I was watching um, just for the uh, for the survivor play. I messaged Terza because Terza's not averse to a lumpy bet. And I said, lay the draw, like lay the draw for two and a half grand. Like this is wide open. Someone's going to nick it. Um, and, and then Villa did. He didn't get the message until about an hour later. So, you know, no good. Um, West Ham 2, Everton nil. El Sacchio went the way of uh, David Moyes and West Ham. I'd backed Everton, um, but was not particularly bothered either way. Um, happy to see them get beat. Really, I took a punt on which team would be less bad. Um, thinking that maybe Everton might be a bit happier on the road and the West Ham fans got behind West Ham. Um, huge difference for West Ham was the centre-back, uh, Agred, do we want to call him, the Moroccan? Um, missed a lot of time. He was back at the weekend. Looks really important for them. Uh, Jared Bowen amongst the goals. So I think that maybe there's better times ahead for West Ham. Obviously, you can't pin that on the back of one win. Don't know if Lampard's going to survive the next 24 hours. That's interesting. Um, Baz, you took both teams to score. Everton huffed and puffed a bit in the second half. They, I mean, they, they gave you a chance, but uh, there was never really a goal threat, was there? They hit the beams no, early it. on. As you say, they, they did have plenty of the ball in the second half, but nothing clear cut. So, yeah, both teams to score, I thought, looked all right for that one, but wasn't wasn't to be. It got better from there, though. It got better, yeah. We're about to uh, we're about to headline the weekend with them. Believe it or not, it doesn't sound like much of a headline score. Uh, Crystal Palace nil, Newcastle nil. Now I took the under two and a half, which was chalky, but it was an absolute gift. Um, Newcastle haven't conceded a goal since 1951. Crystal Palace uh, don't score many, and Newcastle are struggling a bit in front of goal as well. Um, just they, they did enough to win this game, but. I mean, I still kind of felt the goal was coming. They had several half chances. Probably the best chances probably came in the first half, and then, um, yeah, could, couldn't get the goal over the lines. But the under two and a half was was like finding money in the street. Um, we've played Palace three times this season, and all three games have finished nil nil. 
So the clues were there. We nil-nil at Newcastle, even though the VAR disallowed a goal, which he shouldn't have done. Then nil-nil at Newcastle in the League Cup, which then Newcastle won on penalties. And the third time at the weekend. So if we we probably should have pointed that out, Baz. I think someone else, that was brought to my attention afterwards. Um, but you, Baz, um, roll out the barrels. An absolutely amazing bit of tipping here. This was the story of the weekend, Baz. So uh, the floor is yours. Tell us all about it. Yeah, so the, the big play, and I, I picked it up this this week's pod, but also last week, was the fact Newcastle are getting tons of corners. every Team corners every week at the moment. They're just on a streak for team corners. Um, we took them last week over 6.5 uh, against Fulham. And they went all the way up to 10 corners. We, we'd got that up to a price of around plus 600, 6 to 1 last week. The line had dropped with us being away from home down to 5.5. And I said, get on the 5.5 and then let's ladder that up. Keep going. I said, I'd be taking the 7s, the 8s, the 9s and so on. Uh, the 5.5 started all right. First half, we got the 4. So you're thinking, we're good. We'll get the 5.5, no problem here. And then, we, you know, we might, might, might get lucky. We might get the 7th or the 8th. And then the second half just went off. Um, and Newcastle went all the way up to 15 team corners, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the line, the line is that a world a match, record, Baz, do we think? I, mean, I don't know. The line for a match, generally, the average is about 10.5 match corners in a game. So you're looking at a team getting five or six. And, you know, occasionally you'll see a team like Man City or someone like that hitting eight, nines when they're on the, on the attack constantly. But 15 is just absurd. Uh, and I, I rode that all the way up. We had some absolutely outstanding prices. And the good thing was in the Discord channel, there was quite a few listeners who were in there and had followed it. So there was a few who took it up to eight, a couple took it up to 10. Someone had took it all the way up to 12 corners. I got it all the way up to 13. So what prices did you get on those, Baz, on the, so, on the so, bigger ones? So the 5.5 was 11 to 10, uh, over 6.5, 15.8. Then we had 7 to 2, 6 to 1, 9 to 1, 16 to 1, <laughs> 22 to 1. Oh, and the shoot. book in the, in the UK, the book we were looking at, was, was maxed out at 12.5. You couldn't get any higher than 12.5. That was at 33. So if anyone was lucky enough to find the 14 corners or 15 corners, you'd have been looking at around 100 for, for those. Um, so I rode that all the way up um, and absolutely reached the top of the ladder, you could say. Um, there was no you way did. left to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, and with time to spare as well. I think they hit fifth, you know, hit, hit the 13 corners about 75 minutes in and, and finished off with a couple of others that, that weren't worth anything because you couldn't get on. Uh, but yeah, really good to see in the Discord channel. A lot of people had followed that. Yeah. Uh, and we've had a few people coming in saying, just started listening to the show, followed this and, and you know, Really, really good to get get people on on that uh, on that one. Um, so yeah, absolutely buzzing. And obviously, we normally have my player of the week above my shoulder <laughs> tonight. For anyone that's not listening, the frame uh, just has a corner flag on it. In in uh, you know in sort of respect for for this game because it was an absolute. It was it, it couldn't have gone any better. Um, it was uh, and it, ch- it changes. I mean, I come away from that. Nil nil draw, absolutely buzzing. Um, it just changes the way you watch a game. <laughs> you we are, it, yeah, well, you we have down the left or right, down to the byline, cut back in. You just everything. You're 
just when the it. when the winger cuts in, you know, you just you know, oh, you fucking wanker. Just go like put it, play it off the kitchens. Like I had, we're going to get the Man, Man City Wolves corners today, and Jack Grealish and Morris on the other side were doing my head in because he just wanted them to bomb down the wing, Keith Gillespie style, and smash it off the defender's shins. But they were like, we'll just roll it back to the fullback. I was like, will you just get in and put across it? Like, but it does there change was, the way you watch the game. There, there was um, one in the first half as well where. where came off the Palace defender Botman gets there shields it out for a corner referee points to the goal <laughs> yeah, absolutely what the how's he done that but at the same time we, we did also get a, a we got one off Miggy's knee didn't we it went, uh, it went both ways that one but yeah, yeah absolutely smashed it it's, it was a trend we picked up a couple of weeks ago and to get that two weeks on the bounce and, and to go so high up the ladder this week was absolutely outstanding definitely one of our best moments yet on the show I would say yeah well done Buzz. Um we so it's led to a bit of talk Baz, about this being a being a feature. Um, so I've got a few names, Baz. We in the Discord channel we went with um, uh, Baz's ladders. I mean, this is your feature, so you can give it a thumbs up and a thumbs down. Baz's ladders. It's all right. Corners, corner. And I thought you know, like a corner of the show dedicated to corners. Yeah, I think I prefer Baz's ladder at the moment. But uh, anything else? Barry Penaluna's wonderful world of corners. Is that a bit much? Yeah, no, uh, it's a bit over the top, that. And then for the Americans, Baz, the Apex restart section. Because <laughs> that's what I think, that's what that's what they call it, I think, isn't it? I don't think they do. I think that's something you've made up. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. So, yeah, get on the Apex restarts. Um, As does Might, might, be, might, might have been a regular feature, yeah. A bit of um, pass interference on the one-yard line here, Baz, uh, which is going to take the Bengals in for another touchdown. Should Joe Mixon put his head down? Baz has ladders. Okay, we'll, we'll write that. We'll pencil that in, Baz. Uh, Baz has ladders. Uh, next up, um, I'll tell you what I'll do first. I'll tell you uh, about our sponsors first uh, to keep the gaffer happy. No. Um, headline sponsor on the Premier League Gambling Podcast is WinBet, the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet active in a bunch of states. Tons of way to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. The NFL playoffs are here. Yes, they are. Right now, game, promos, odds and payouts happening at WinBet. If you're ready to play, sign up to receive the special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And if you're the biggest long-shot parley of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. Go to choose from head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T Offer subject to change T's and C's at winbet.com Must be 21 rules and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available If you or someone who knows a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 So uh, on a Sunday's games then um, Leeds nil Brentford nil bit of a weird one this I took Brentford um, I think it was a little bit unlucky I think they were probably the better team made the better chances um, this was a decent nil-nil. Like, um, as people were saying, the Palace Newcastle game was a bad nil-nil. Um, this was all right. There was lots of lots of chances. Both teams played as you'd expect them to play. Um, everyone fancied goals. Leeds score and concede. Brentford score and concede. We have seen this from Leeds. They threw in a nil-nil against Newcastle on New Year's Eve. So um, they seem to be tightened up a little bit. But I don't think many people were. We're on the unders here. Um, what was your your take here, Baz? I fancied Brentford and, and I took Brentford as my underdog play, but also took Brentford to score two or more. And took Brentford to score two or more in with Pauly. It was the only leg of the three-team goals 
Paul here that went down. We took Man City and we took Brighton to score two or more as well. So, yeah, Brentford game really let me down. Bit of a disappointment. As you say, it was a decent game, but it felt like it was going to be nil-nil for quite a while. You know, quite early on in the second half, I just felt it was never... It was never going to land for me. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Manchester City 3, Wolves nil. Um Pretty much exactly the script. Man City got ahead through Ireland and then completed his hat-trick quickly in the second half. Um, I took the corner, I suppose. Um, I was corners guy. You're not the only one. Um, I didn't... Uh, I, took, I got one even money winner. I didn't go very high up the ladder. Uh, wasn't much vertigo going on, but I took, I took even money over over 10 corners. I'll be honest, I think I was probably a bit lucky because um, Wolves, um, Man City were doing okay. They were getting corners, which you'd expect. Wolves weren't, which you'd expect. I think it was 5-1 in favour of Manchester City. And then I put the Brentford game on for a bit. Um, kind of thought I was a loser. And when I finished, the corners count finished, Buzz. Manchester City 5, Wolves 6. So I don't know where Wolves yeah, pulled all them from because they were... Yeah, they were in the road six-yard box every time I flicked it on. But winner's a winner. Um, I needed a, another tick, so that was a tick um, for me. Baz, what was your pick? Uh, I took Man City to score three or more. Um, or did I take the handicap? I can't remember now. I've got, this oh, is the problem, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah, as you know, I was always a, a digital man. Uh, and you took I've Man City been, three or more, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I've gone to a Jota system, like hmm. you, and now yeah. got, I'm having to flick through pages to remember... Um, what gone by? Yeah, Man City two or more, two over two point five team goals. As I say, I also took that in the uh, in the treble for the week. Uh, so yeah, fairly comfortable. They were, they were three 0 up early on, and then well, not early on, but plenty of time to spare. That's it. Yes, and then finally uh, the big game of the weekend, the the Sunday afternoon game, Arsenal three, Manchester United two. A, what a really good game of football, uh, and B. We kind of smashed the daylights out of this one. We put a little uh, video up um, of us celebrating the Arsenal 3-2 win. When, in fairness, we did actually give that out as a pick, but um, I took Arsenal to win on the money line at 5-6. to six. You took Manchester United team total. You thought they could get a couple of goals and the overs. So at the end of that, we said Arsenal 3, Man United 2. Everyone's a winner. And then Bosch, Eddie and Kettier in the 90th minute. I think Arsenal were better than Manchester United, really. Um, deserved the win, although Man United stuck in. Man United played well, actually. They didn't do badly because uh, Arsenal were very good. And, but yeah, we did all right here, Baz. This was this was a lot of ticks in a lot of boxes. Yeah, as you say, you, you went with Arsenal. We had very different sort of opinions on it. You thought it'd be Arsenal and, and low score. I just thought, man, you would, would play a big part in it. And I'd, I'd said the last three head-to-heads had all gone over 3.5. I just thought there'd be goals. And it, it, it looked like it early on, didn't it? It was quite an open end-to-end game. It was a really entertaining game. And as you say, I'd, I'd said there, I thought, man, you would definitely get amongst the goals. They'd get a couple, I thought, a 2-2 or a 3-2 either way. And as you say, we, we finished off our... Uh, preview of that one saying 3-2 everyone's a winner and, and sure enough it was so uh, yeah we we give everybody every chance of picking a winner from that with uh, with what we put out so yeah it was a really really uh, encouraging game good way to finish the week yeah it was um, yeah I needed that one as well that gave me a fourth tick for the from the nine games um, what did you make of Arsenal then oh for that matter Manchester United but mainly we'll start with Arsenal because um, it was a, a bit of a tricky Tricky week for them. Everyone was talking up Manchester United title challenge. Um, 
Arsenal brushed aside Tottenham last week and they were the better team uh, this afternoon, Baz. So is it sort of ball in Arsenal's court now for the for the title, would you say? I, th- I think so. I mean, as you say, they've come, come through a tough game there. Um, they just seem to show that resilience at the moment, don't they, where they can, you know, they just keep going and going. And I, I mean, that last... 10, 15 minutes, you felt like the Arsenal goal was going to come, didn't you? They just kept turning the screw and turning the screw. And, uh, yeah, impressive. They're playing really good football. It's, uh, it's good to say it's good to have somebody else there rather than Liverpool, Man City fighting it out again. And still no real preferences to who wins it. I think it will be between those two. Um, Man City, Arsenal coming up soon, isn't it? Uh, be a big, big game. If, if Arsenal can get a draw out of that, you know, I, I think. It's a massive step towards taking the title. Uh, if it can be Man City, I think, I think that will be game over. Yeah, I'm so fickle, but I don't think I like football. I um, so I'd obviously I wanted that back to Arsenal. I put Arsenal up on the show, but then as soon as Manchester United scored, it sort of showed a few close-ups of the Arsenal players, and they were doing all that wave and they'll come on, let's get going. And I thought, oh, they looked a little bit shaky. And I was started enjoying that then. So then I wanted Manchester like I be, I basically just want someone to be distressed. Doesn't really bother me who it is. Like, I mean, I, I, <laughs> one of them, isn't it? I think I think for a, from a Newcastle point of view, Manu getting beat probably the result for us. Yeah. I, I genuinely don't think we're in the in the title contention, uh, but we're right in the race for the top four. So Manu dropping points is, is good for us. Uh, but then Arteta's still annoying me on a on a weekly basis. So, yeah. Um, any joy for him doesn't doesn't bring me bring me bring me much joy. But it was a good game. I say we were on the right side of everything, and, and it was an entertaining game of football this afternoon. I enjoyed it. Overall. It was the same with the um, West Ham Everton game. Obviously, we're just happy for someone to be in distress. Uh, Tommy Johnson, our resident Everton fan, messaged me last week. Having listened to the show, um, and said you've tipped Everton up, but then you said. Obviously, I'm not that bothered if they lose 26 nil. Um, again, just wanted someone to be distressed. Like, so unfortunately <laughs> for Tommy Johnson, it was him again this week. So there we go. Um, so we're going to move forward to the Monday night game um, in the Premier League, which is Fulham and Spurs. We've then got the EFL Cup stuff. Um, Baz, can I hit you with a little bit of chat I had, food related, obviously? on Friday night with relative stranger that I didn't really know. Um, I was working. I was at a wedding fair at Wynyard Hall. Um, it was a bit shit. Um, I've, got the, I've got the casino stuff up, you know, just trying to drum up a bit of business. Not many jobs in January because it's not a party month. Um, so I was just talking to some people. There was uh, lots of makeup people. There was like the the magic mirror photo booth. People. So I'm going to chat on. Um, I mentioned that, I'm a regular partaker of the £4 breakfast down on Shields Road. And this lady said that for a regular breakfast thing, and she said it like it was a thing, was egg in a cup, right? Now, right. I'm looking, I'm, I'm st- when I said it, I made sure I maintained eye contact with you then to see if there was any reaction, because that's a big thing. Anything? I've never had egg in a cup, like. So, do you want, I'll give you the recipe for egg in a cup, Baz. Right, um, one slice of bread. So, oh, sorry, cup. You butter the cup, eh? right? You know, like you like. <laughs> I don't laugh yet. It gets worse. I thought the recipe Sla- was just going to be a cup and an egg. 
Well, the there are only three cups. So you butter the cup like you would yeah. butter a dish if you're making a cake or something. Um, rip up a slice of bread. Like, just rip it up with your hands, put it in the cup, and then chop up a boiled egg, put that in the cup, and eat it with a spoon, and that's eh? egg in a cup. Oh, so it's already a cooked egg. Yeah, the egg's already. Oh, yeah, the app. In the egg in a microwave or something like Barry, that. Barry, it's exactly what I said. Exactly what I said. I was, I was like, oh, it's like a poached egg, and you put it in the thing, and just it rides like a souffle. And they <laughs> no, you just break the bread up in the cup, chop the egg up. And this was a regular thing when they were children. They had a cup each with their names on, and they would ask for egg in a cup, and the mother would make egg in a cup for everyone. And it's a regular thing. No, we're not having it. How bizarre. No, I'm not having that. Right, okay then. No. Um, get in touch, people, if you've got any uh, egg in a cup stories you want to tell us about. So, yeah, um, slim pickings on the uh, lifestyle chat this week, but it was all egg in a cup for me. Uh, any any lifestyle bars for you? No, not not really. It's been a quiet Nothing. weekend uh, for me. No football again this weekend uh, for the kids. Yeah. All frozen pitches. Um, so, yeah, a bit, of a bit of a quiet one, really. I had, Fair uh, enough. Had, had some had some fish today, so that, I, I was not quite vegan, but I did have a vegetarian, uh, pescatarian. You could say I had fish tacos for lunch today. What do you think about that? I'm all right with that. I've got no I've got no issues with that at all, Baz. Yeah, it's good. I enjoyed. Yep. That. Um, get some egg in a cup down here this week. We'll discuss that on Thursday night. So not much in terms of picks. This in terms of games. Um, We've been waiting for the Premier League to kind of get back to normal because it's been mayhem since Christmas. And now it is back to normal. I wish there was more stuff uh, that we could look at. Um, the 10th game from the weekend slate will take place tomorrow night, Monday, which is an 8pm kickoff UK time, 3pm Eastern time, uh, between Fulham and Tottenham Hotspur. Fulham are 9-4 home dogs, plus 225. The draw is 11 to 4 plus 275. And Tottenham are the Jollies, 11 to 10 plus 110. Fulham lost at Newcastle last week. Um, a game I was at, and I thought they played really well. Uh, I was impressed with them. They were well coached. They had a clear plan. They've got a goal threat with Mitro in one or two others. Um, they'd won four in a row before that. Uh, Tottenham have lost three of four. Um, they blobbed an undeserved two-goal lead against Manchester City midweek. Um, they were battered at home to Arsenal and then they got a really weird win against Crystal Palace and it was nil-nil at half-time going nowhere and they won 4-0. And then before that, they lost to Aston Villa. Um, we talked last week about trusting a team, trusting uh, a team whose managers sort of down tools. There's been more weird statements this week. I think whether it's official or unofficial, a lot of people say now Conte's They've agreed to not renew him at the end of the season. He's not going anywhere. Um, and I don't think if the manager won't commit to the club, I struggle to see how the players will. And that's been already evident, I think, in some of their performances. And I can't see it getting any better now. Um, yeah, so the fact that I was impressed with Fulham last week, I can't see a reason why they can't win it, yeah? They're at home. Um, I don't think there's much between the two teams. And this price is huge, Baz. Fulham plus 225, 94. Um, yeah, I love it. Give me Fulham. Give me the home puppy. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Um, as, as you say, Fulham are in really, really good form, aren't they? Just, 
despite the recent loss to Newcastle, uh, and as I say, a, a late loss in a game that they played really well in. Um, before that, the five five wins on the bounce, aren't they? You know, cup winning there and four wins in the league. They'd be Chelsea, Leicester, Southampton, Palace. Um, so yeah, good good form. Um, Spurs pretty much always conceding at the moment. Uh, so I don't I don't mind that at all. I mean Spurs just bit of a mixed bag, isn't it, at the moment? Lost three, won one, drawn one, I think, is their uh, their league form since the World Cup. Um coming off the back of a couple of tough That's games right, on yeah. and Man City and Arsenal last two. So they have played the top two in the league um to lose the last couple. So I've went towards the goals. I don't mind Fulham at all here. I couldn't back Spurs at the price. No. Um, but I've went towards the goals. Games involving Spurs this season have had 70 goals in total. Spurs have scored 39, conceded 31. That's the second highest total in the league. There's only Man City had games with more goals in 73 for Man City. And obviously that's because Man City regularly scoring fours and fives and things like that um, so they're averaging three and a half goals a game in, in Spurs games but Fulham are also good for goals over 2.5 goals has hit at around um, 80% overall for Fulham this season and at home it's got a 90% strike rate um, so they also had a 10 game streak at one point in this uh, season's Fulham where, where over 2.5 came in every week uh, so it is a little bit short um, it's 4-6 to six, but I'll take the over 2.5 um, there's, a, there's a couple of that thing. I mean, you can push that a bit further. If you want to go on the Asian line and take the three, uh, so you get money back on a three goals and, and you know, you need fourth for, for a payout. That's, that's about plus 110, 11 to 10. Um, but yeah, I'll take the four to six. It's a little bit short, but it just looks uh, like some of that you, you should be coming in in this game. Like I, you know, I always so, fancy Spurs to score. Um but I always think that they'll concede. And as I say, Fulham have got plenty of goals in them at the moment. So, yeah, that's the one for me. Was it both teams to score over two now? Uh, sorry, over 2.5. Over 2.5, sorry. Just establishing. Champion, OK. Uh, and that is the end of the Premier League action. Uh, for a little while, actually, a couple of weeks, because it's FA Cup um, next weekend. Um but Tuesday and Wednesday see the first legs of the two semi-finals in the EFL Cup. Um, so if you're not familiar with the competition, um, the, the semi-finals are two legs. Um, so Southampton play Newcastle. It's Southampton this Tuesday. The second leg will be at Newcastle the following Tuesday. Uh, similar for Forest and Manchester United. Um, Southampton, this is, what time is this? Is this 8 o'clock on Tuesday, so 3pm Eastern time. Um, Southampton are 4-1 to one home underdogs. The draw is 13 to 5 and um, plus 260. Newcastle are favourites at 3 to 4, minus 133. Uh, Southampton reached this stage um, with a surprise win over Manchester City in the last round 2 0. Newcastle comfortably beat Leicester 2 0 in their quarter final. Um, Baz taken away, Southampton against Newcastle United. Yes, Southampton. So it is a, a League Cup game, as you say, over two legs, home game for Southampton first and then we'll be back there the same time next week for uh, up at St James's Park for, for the second leg Southampton lost at the weekend to Villa before that they had won three on the bounce uh, a win in the FA Cup the Premier League and the League Cup so one, one apiece there um, before that 
They were in poor form. Uh, they lost the first three after the World Cup, losing to Forest, Southampton, and Brighton. Um, so yeah, they had a little bit of a resurgence, and then then sort of Villa game set them back a little bit. But Villa, Villa are in decent decent form again, finding their feet again. Um, Newcastle, as you say, that you know they're not firing on all cylinders at the moment. Um, we've had a couple of good wins against Leicester, three nil and two nil. Outside of that, we've got a nil-nil with Arsenal, nil-nil with Leeds, nil-nil with Palace, and a one-nil with Fulham. So those uh, those four games outside of the Leicester games, one one goal in four games, and lots of clean sheets. Um, so goals is obviously at a premium. You, you would definitely steer towards the unders, but I haven't really looked at much more. I think it's fairly predictable where I'm going to go here, Malcolm. Okay. Uh, We've been riding the corner ladder with Newcastle. <laughs> Served us well for two weeks. It's, entirely, it's predictable. Um, but let's just remind ourselves, the, the line was six and a half against Fulham, 10 corners. It was five and a half against Palace, 15 corners. What do you think the line is this week, Malcolm? Are the bookies on? Uh, well, you've already told me, Baz, so that would be a rubbish game. Five and a half. So it's five and a half. Wow. That's um, incredible, isn't it? So for a team that's currently had 48 corners in the last four games. Um, now, there is a, an element of chance with corners, isn't there? It, it, you could easily yeah. be a game this week where, where Newcastle get one or two. Um, there's a bit of chance, but 48 corners in four games and double figures, four wins on a bounce. This is this is more than just coincidence, though, Baz. Not, this is the thing that's the pattern of playing it. Exactly, exactly. So, so for me, I'll keep riding this until... It it doesn't come off anymore. Of course, um, yeah. and then five and a half just again looks looks good, and it might not be the perfect game for it. Possibly with it being a first leg, Newcastle don't necessarily need to go out there and and get a win at Southampton. They'll be confident. They'll back their chances at home. Uh, but it's five and a half, and the way it's been lately, um, I, I'm happy to to go with that. So um, five to six for over five point five corners would be my pick. Um, Higher prices I haven't seen yet. For they, they haven't been priced up where I've been looking for the over 6.5, 7.5, 8.5. But the advice, once again, take the 5.5, go up the ladder as far as you're prepared to go, um, and let's see if we can have a bit of fun with it again. If Newcastle can get them six in early, and then you just literally you know, cash in every, every corner that comes in. So we're, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. As I say, it is predictable, uh, but it's been popular... With with some of our listeners, people getting involved, and it's winning, and it's it's winning at good prices. So you you've got to got to keep riding that. Well, I think the lineup's going to be the same, Baz. So if we're talking about patterns of play, uh, Newcastle have the weekend off because they're out with the FA Cup. Um, so there's no, I mean, it's a semi final as well. There's no one resting, there's no one injured. Um, Bruno played at the weekend, and they're just going to keep it the same. I would have thought you're going to see um, Trippier and Almer on work in the one side, and then. Um, Joe Linton work on the other side. So yeah, there's no there's no concerns there uh, that anything's going to change. Um, so Southampton for me, I, because we only had sort of three games to 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 handicap. Um, I picked like a gazillion bets, or I picked from sort of my main bet and then extrapolated out everything, every little bit of framework that that bet fit into. Um, so yeah, I'll give you a gazillion options in a, in a minute. Um, uh, recent highlights for Southampton, obviously the 2-0 win at Everton and the uh, 2-0 win over Manchester City in this competition in the quarter-final. However, uh, that 0-1 against Villa sort of brought them back down to earth after that mini-revival. 
And if you look at that overall form, they are still struggling. Um, they've only won one, uh, drawn three of that 10 home league games. They haven't kept a clean sheet at home in the league, uh, scoring 0.75 goals per game. I think what you have to decide here is how much weight you put in that win over Manchester City. Because it was, it was a good win. It was a, They were eight or nine to one to win on the night. It was a shock win. Um, so Manchester City played, they played Ortega in goal, who had a shock after the second goal. They played Walker at centre-back. They played Gomez, who was holed off in disgrace. Cole Palmer played. Big fat Calvin Phillips um, got hold off. You had Greeley stood there doing nothing. Um, so that Southampton win, as much as it was a shock, they sort of called Manchester City cold, keeper makes a mistake for the second goal, and then they, they hung on relatively comfortably, it must be said. Manchester City threw on De Bruyne or Haaland, people like that. Um, but it just doesn't look watertight to me. And that home defeat of Villa at the weekend was really a kick in the stones for them after the after the little fight back they put together. Um, Newcastle keep not losing and keeping clean sheets. But they're struggling to score. Callum Wilson, no goal in seven. I think maybe we might see Isaac on Tuesday. Um, I just said, I don't think they're going to make any changes. That might be the one. Like for like, um, but that wouldn't affect their patterns of play for corners and so. So this is quite hard to, to handicap. Southampton will know that this is their best chance to get in front of home game um, in a in a two legged tie. I think they'll go for it. They went for Manchester City. Um, I started here, Baz, with a correct score of Southampton one, Newcastle two, uh, which is at a price of seventeen to two plus seven fifty. Uh, so that would bring in uh, Newcastle to win at three to four. Um, the over two and a half, which is an even money. Again, that doesn't fit with how Newcastle have been going at the moment. Um, but I just think Southampton can contribute here. Both teams to score nine to ten. And then if you wanted to take Newcastle to win and both teams to score, um, that is at three to one. Uh, a little bet that I liked here, Baz, was Southampton to score first at two to one. Um, Newcastle, I know this is going against the trend, but we can't keep a clean sheet forever. I mean, they've kept like nine in a row and Southampton are going to get out the trap. So Southampton score first at two to one. I didn't mind. Um, Southampton to be leading at half time. Four to one uh, was another option. Um, so at that point, I then threw in the half time, full time. Southampton half time, Newcastle full time at 22 to one. So anything you want out of there, if you want a three to four shot, take Newcastle to win. If you want a 22 to one shot, take the turnaround Southampton half-time, Newcastle full-time. If you want something in between, there's all sorts of prices, Baz. Uh, but it's Southampton one, Newcastle two, with any one of those winning bets. Which one Which one are you having, Baz? Um, you know, I'm going to take one of the shorter ones. I mean, take the goals. I think Newcastle will win as well, but I think Southampton have to be adventurous here, don't they? I don't think they'll want to go to St. James's Park with yeah. you know, needing need to go and win there. Um, and we have played them down there already this season. We won 4-1. So there was goals in that game. There was both teams to score in that game. So as you say, as much as it goes against Newcastle's current uh, form, uh, that's not to say it can't uh, can't be a little bit more open. It's a cup game, isn't it? It changes things a little bit. Um, and particularly being over two legs, it, teams have to try and take advantage of that first leg. I mean, if yeah. Newcastle come away from this with a, a nil-nil, they'd be delighted, wouldn't they? Would would fancy what chances um, up at St James's, but I think Southampton will definitely want to get a goal um, as a minimum. Otherwise, I think they're in they're in trouble in the second leg. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, a live update on our NFL bet. Um, fucked it, but is what's happened there. Yeah, yeah to us. 17 um, behind, and they went for it on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. I don't get that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're not thinking of us, are they? Think of the overs, man. 2-2 uh, point conversions doesn't get you 17 points. Um, just kick your field goal, but never mind. Rubbish. So, yeah, live, live losers. On yeah. the NFL, we know nothing. On the Garbage. Premier League gambling podcast second semi-final Wednesday night 8pm 3pm uh, Eastern time Nottingham Forest will take on Manchester United where Nottingham Forest are 9-2 plus 450 the draw is 11-4 plus 275 Manchester United are the 4-6 road favourites minus 150 um, Forest are here by virtue of a penalty shootout win over Wolves after a one all draw last time out Manchester United beat Charlton 3 0, 2 0, something nil. Um, so, little revival for um, Nottingham Forest. They're up to 13th now. Um, they were slightly disappointing yesterday um, at Bournemouth. Got that one all draw um, with a late equaliser. The XG was only 0.56. And Bournemouth haven't been very good. Where Forest are competitive is at home. Uh, they've done all their best work at home this season. They've beaten Leicester. Draw with Chelsea, beating Palace. Drew with Brentford. They beat Liverpool earlier in the season at home. Uh, a form line directly against Manchester United was they lost 3-0 at Old Trafford over Christmas. But again, um, they're a different animal at home. They're averaging 1.3 goals per game at home uh, and conceded 1.2. Um, over two and a half goals has only hit 35% of the games which is a very low number. They have kept four clean sheets at home as well and scored in nine of their 10 home games. So there's lots of positive signs here, Baz, that Forrest can contribute something there. Another team you'll get the weekend off as well. Um, haven't got humped off Blackpool um, in the FA Cup third round. So they can go full tilt. Uh, they've got a week to recover. Uh, Manchester United played OK today. Um, we're definitely the second best team, however. Uh, Casemiro back from McTominay, I imagine, uh, which is really important. Um, old uh, Wout Weghorst today made me laugh because we've just gone through this a little bit with Chris Wood, where he's obviously a bit big and shit, but because people are so desperate for him to do well or so desperate to be positive, they would say things like, yeah, but if you, you don't understand football if you haven't seen what Chris Wood's done for the team. And I sort of did said that a little bit as well, but actually he was just a bit big and shit. So I was saying things to do about Veghorst. Like, um, Veghorst made the space for that first goal where Rashford beat three men, nutmegged someone and smashed it in from 35 yards. And people are tweeting, did you see about Veghorst make space for that goal? And Baz, I reckon over 50 yards... I'd make you a slight favourite over Vout Veghorst. <laughs> uh, I'd have you at 8 to 11 I over Vout. Be a stretch. But I know exactly what you mean about Chris Wood. I've done the same. I've said, oh, you know, he was exactly the player we needed at the right time. <laughs> yeah. And all of that. But equally, when the story came out this week that he was signing for Nottingham Forest. Oh, yeah, we were punching the air. Absolutely fine. Yeah, that, that's good. Get him off the books. Free up a space. No problem at all. Um as I said, I had no problem with the Chris Wood signing last season. No. Um, Good luck to him. I hope he does well. I hope he makes a name for himself at Forest, scores yeah. some goals. Um, I think Man United are probably somewhere between my reluctance to give them any credit for that easy run of home games that they had against relegation teams and League Two teams and Everton. Um, 
And then Man United fans getting carried away last week, which is what they were doing in the double title challenge and they were back and all this shit. So there's some, somewhere in between there. I, don't, I would probably be a bit churlish and the Man United fans were definitely being a little bit silly. Um, terms of having a bet, this is almost exactly the same as the Southampton-Newcastle game. It's the same, very similar prices. Uh, it's teams in similar positions in the league. You've got a home underdog um, lower down in the table taking on um, a favourite in the top four. Um, and about got exactly the same bets. So we start with Forest 1, Man United 2, um, plus 750, 15 to 2, which then takes in the both teams to score like uh, 9 to 10, the over 2.5, 5 to 6, and Man United and both teams to score 30 to 5. Um, the turnaround, Nottingham Forest half-time, Manchester United full-time is 20 to 1. And Nottingham Forest first to score is 10 points bigger um, than Southampton for some reason. They're plus 210, um, 21 to 10 rather than 2-1. So the, the same bet, so I've got the same betting card, Baz, for both games here. Um, that's my um, handicapping of Nottingham Forest, Manchester United. What have you got? Um I struggled a bit. I found it quite difficult, this one, because initially thinking, well, you know, Manu have been in good form um, recently. You know, put it, put it in a good display, I thought, today. Um, you know, late, late goal beats them, but in, in good form generally. Um, but then you look at Forest, and Forest at home are, are a tough proposition. They're, they're now, um, I think it's eight games in a row, they've, they've, they've not been beaten at home. Won four, drawn four. They've had wins against Spurs in this competition at home. Uh, they beat Liverpool at home in, in the league. Um, so I, I think Man U were, were, are a little bit short at four to six. I just, I can't, I couldn't really back Man United at, at Forest at that price. Um, I mean, they have played each other recently. It wasn't, wasn't long ago. They played at Old Trafford. It was the first game back after the World Cup. Man United winning 3 0. Um, and as we've said, Man U have. Had good form. They had seven wins on the bounce, uh, one draw and one loss since then. But the majority of those wins did come at home. Um, so six of those seven wins were, were in home games. Away from home, the last two, they drew against Palace and they've lost at, at Arsenal. So, you know, the home comforts are obviously, um, have, have worked for them recently and they just won't have that at Forest. So, I, I think Man City are too short. I, I, again, I don't, think I could go with Forest either so I started looking at goals as well and this is where I found it a little bit difficult because Man United games have hit over six of the last eight and then Forest have got the exact opposite yeah five of their last eight have gone under so you're sort of two sides are different you know just both both on the opposite sides of that um so struggling to find a trend I I think Forest can keep it close I've said the same as I said in the Southampton game where I think they need to score in this first leg to stand any chance which might make them be a little bit more open a little bit more adventurous so um similar to you I've gone with the both teams to score uh angle I think I think Forest have to go out there and and try and get something uh I see Man United scoring there I think Forest can keep it close 10 to 11, I had down, you've you got it down, 9 to 10. Yeah, 9 to 10. Both teams to score was the, was the player for me here. Um, but I think it'll be a, a close game. I, I don't see Man United winning easily. Um, Forrest might even nick it. Just Depends what sort of team Man United put out, don't they? You'd, you'd expect at this stage, semi-finals, everyone's going to be strong, wouldn't you? Um, yeah. So yeah, give me, the, give me the both teams to score, 10 to 11. 
Yeah, well, the Manchester United not having won a trophy for five years or whatever really need to get this monkey off the back. So, um, did you fetch out any uh, parlays for us, Baz? You have a little accumulator? I, I haven't done because there wasn't many games. So, I've got three games here. Um, yeah. And I, I'll be honest, the last game, the Man U game, I'm, I'm least confident in. If I'm going to have a parlay, being such a short slate, I'll just take the three bets that I, that I went with. So, the corners, uh, both teams to score. And in the Spurs game, over two point five goals. But yeah, it wasn't. It was a short slate to try and fish around for any fancy hackers or anything like that. Oh well, I've got one, Baz. Luckily, luckily for all you, for all you lucky listeners, get your lug holes around this. Write this down. Get a pen. Um, Southampton to score first, and Forest to score first. Uh, ten pound will win you ninety three pounds. Ten dollars will win you ninety three dollars. Uh, so that's around about eight point three to one on that one. Uh, Southampton two to one. Forest twenty one to ten. Uh, so we're going for yeah the underdogs to get their noses in front, uh, attack and go for it. Uh, that's going to be my little party. Um, over Tuesday night also one of my FA Cup picks from last week, which was postponed. Uh, Accrington Stanley against Boreham Wood. Um, Accrington Stanley to win that they've drifted up back to the even money last week and they've drifted a little bit to um, plus 115 so 15 points bigger um, so that game is on Tuesday night as well on Thursday Baz then we'll be back to have a look at the FA Cup uh, fourth round games which start on Friday night I think we've got Manchester City Arsenal on Friday night and then the Brighton Liverpool games possibly on Sunday and I'll try and find a few more weird and wonderful games to look at as well, because I know our American listeners enjoyed that. But with the FA Cup being on, we might have a little look to see if we can find something. I say we, I'm looking at you. Uh, if we could head off to Germany or Italy or somewhere, Baz. Yeah, um, we'll have and a see look. what I we might, could take on. Might leave the FA Cup in your hands and I, I might head off to Europe and see what we can find in the continent. Um, yeah. There is a bit of um, Bundesliga action midweek uh, and there's an Italian game on Tuesday and then I think there's a full slate of Bundesliga over Tuesday and Wednesday. I haven't looked at anything yet, but another uh, plug for the Discord channel, really, if we do come up with anything. And there's quite a few people in there with views on the Spanish football and the Germans yeah. uh, stuff. So the Discord channel is a good place to be in there midweek. If anything springs to mind or anyone out there fancies anything, they'll, they'll pop it in there. Um, so there'll be some discussion, no doubt. People will be getting involved in some of that German action on the Tuesday Wednesday because it is a bit thin. The the action for this midweek we've been a bit spoiled since Christmas with loads and loads of football. Um, getting back down to it, uh, I mean it's not one off four off the Champions League where the the midweek will start to fill up again. Um, but yeah, that's it from me. Excellent. Um... At SGP and Premier on Twitter, sportsgamblingpodcast.com is everything you need to find. Uh, slash Discord for the fun uh, chat room that Baz is talking about. Um, and Premier League Gambling Podcast on all your platforms, Spotify and things like that. Uh, give us five stars and some ratings. Uh, growing week by week and get some really good feedback. Um, and we just got to keep picking a few winners. But if we can't do that, um, have some fun doing it. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Barry. Um, Give us your uh, egg in a cup reviews once you've uh, smashed into a bit of that this week. Look forward to it. Um, anything else you want to tell the people, Baz? Nothing from me. Nothing from Get Baz. Get up the ladder. Get up Baz's ladders. Get up Baz's ladders, everyone. Um, until then, stay safe. We'll see you down the road. Cheers. 